0: Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of Central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at UPMC.com slash findadoc.
1: Welcome back to The Spark. I'm Anaya Fulkin. For the first time, the Harrisburg Fringe Festival that is known by its tagline, Do Something Weird, is coming to town. On the Spark today, we'll learn what a Fringe Festival is and how art is used during these events to break down barriers and limitations. Chris Gibson, Artistic Director for the Harrisburg Fringe Festival, Nick Werner, pianist and composer, and Runjelyn Haywood, multidisciplinary artist featured in the Harrisburg Fringe Festival, join us today to share their stories and work in the upcoming Harrisburg Fringe Festival. Chris, Nick, and Regalyn, thank you all so much for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: So Chris, places all over the world have French festivals, but for those who aren't familiar with this, what is a French festival?
2: Um, it really depends on the festival itself, but the original festival started in 1947 in Edinburgh, Scotland. That festival is still running to this day, and it is now the largest arts festival in the world. It takes over the entire city of Edinburgh every August, and you'll see everything from um, theater to music to dance. It's a multidisciplinary festival. Um, in Canada, there is a Canadian association of fringe festivals that defines what a fringe festival is. We don't really have uh, a, a unified um, uh, uh, version of that in the States. So there's a little bit of fluctuation from from state to state or city to city is what a festival is. Um, <clears throat> but we're really basing ours on the Orlando fringe. I produced that uh, for about four years and it is now the longest running oldest and biggest fringe festival in the United States, mm. and the tenets that make up uh, the Canadian Association of Fringe Festivals and the Orlando Fringe and what will be uh, Harrisburg Fringe as well, are that we are uh, non-juried, meaning there's no panel that decides what artists are good enough to be in. We Artists are accepted on a first-come, first-served basis. It's uncensored. There are absolutely no boundaries on what kind of art the artists can present. The only thing that we ask is that the artists provide us with content warning so our audience knows what they're getting into. Um, and then 100% of the ticket sales go directly to the artists. So it's those three things, unjuried, uncensored, and 100% of the ticket sales go to the artist that creates an atmosphere that empowers artists to create art without boundaries. And it also uh, encourages audiences and business partners to be adventurous. Mm-hmm.
1: You said a hundred percent of the ticket sales go to the artists, and all artists that sign up to be a part are accepted. Yes. What makes something like that possible for the Harrisburg Fringe Festival?
2: Well, uh, as the Fringe itself is uh, an organization that uh, empowers artists through uh, creating logistical possibilities. Okay, so. Some of the things that prevent um, emerging artists from getting their work out there is lack of funds uh, to secure a venue space, lack of funds to pay um, technicians, and lack of funds and, and, and marketing ability to draw an audience. So those are the sort of infrastructure things that the Fringe provides for these artists. So we, as an organization, work with... Um, local venues such as Open Stage, Gamut Theater Company, um, Midtown Cinema, Susquehanna Art Museum, Naisi N- N- Gallery, uh, Millworks. You know, we work with these different organizations that support art or their businesses about art. And we make those connections and provide these artists with venues that can showcase their work without them having to go out and make these connections. We also. Um, Uh, Sort of set the ticket limit uh, ticket prices at a certain limit Uh, It's never more than ten dollars and that allows our audience encourages our audience to see as many shows as possible and um, Then we provide the technicians um, And we provide the marketing that will create a critical mass of audience That is drawn to the festival and then it's up to the artists to pull from that audience. And one of the ways that I encourage that as a producing artistic director is to encourage the artists to get their work out of the theater and onto the street and busking and and uh, and really show uh, this group of people that we've amassed that their product is the one that they want to go see.
1: Talk to me a little bit about the Harrisburg Fringe Festival in particular and what it will consist of and why it was necessary for the event to take place in Harrisburg right now.
2: Um... So uh, the reason it's necessary for it to take place right now is because fringe festivals really celebrate. Um, it, it will be an international festival eventually. Um, there is an international circus of art, a circuit of artists that uh, go to you know Edinburgh and, and Canada and all over the United States. But they're always commingling with the local artists in that city. And wh- why it's necessary for Harrisburg now, and we were just talking about this in the green room, is that... Um, we're a community. Harrisburg is a community, and there's n- nobody needs to convince people that Broadway shows are, are worthwhile. As a matter of fact, we tend to deify national shows and and Broadway type scale, mm-hmm. and we tend to ignore okay. the fact that here within our own communities, whether it's Harrisburg or whether it's uh, a, a, you know a city in backward you know uh, backwater Ohio or mm-hmm. down in the uh, you know in New Orleans, there's always culture in that community and often uh, times it's overlooked or looked down Mm -hmm. upon because it's local and we're trying to do the exact opposite it's necessary for people to understand who live in Harrisburg that we are a community that includes incredible artists of all disciplines and the fringe festival is going to prove that because we're not going to have a hard time finding artists i guarantee you Mm -hmm. that Uh, we've got the talent here in this town and we want to showcase it and we want the people who live in harrisburg to take pride in the fact that they have these artists in their community so what the festival will ultimately will start as we have to start small we can't there are big festivals. We're not going to be that right off the bat. We're going to start off as a four-day festival. It'll run um, in uh, in June, and it'll be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday festival. We'll have a handful of venues we're still securing, which ones we're going to have. and, and But we will present uh, film, theater, dance, music, puppetry, any kind of uh, art that you can uh, imagine will all be showcased. And they'll all be um, uh, cost Affordable for the audience and they will all we, we present these artists with an opportunity to look at how many seats are in their venue How many, how much can they sell a ticket for and to make a budget to figure out how much money they can make doing this This is about artists making money
1: Period. Your challenge to your artists and the audience is to do something weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Create art without boundaries and support locally created art. Mm-hmm. What are some weird things that your artists may do on stage and how do you encourage the audience to participate?
2: Everything my artists do on stage is weird Ooh. and it's beautiful and it's and it's amazing. Um yeah. For example, at um, we did a, a Fringe in a Day festival at uh, in August at, at, at Gamut Theater, and we gathered um, uh, ten um, groups of artists, and we gave them twenty four hours to create a, an original piece based on a theme. And some of the stuff that came out of it, Nick created a uh, sort of a political war cry, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, sort of like a protest song. Yes, uh-huh.
2: uh, Reg created this beautiful uplifting combination of dance and music and meditation um, we had an improvisational comedian who played Eve in the garden of Adam and Eve
0: <laughs> wide variety it was natural
2: she was she was uh, period appropriate in yes. her clothing uh, which was weird you know for some people but we also had uh, amazing hip hop yes. we had uh, an original uh, play that was funny and political We had several dance pieces that were uh, sort of uh, abstract. Mm -hmm. Um, We had one band that, um, well, one filmmaker created a film and had a band live on stage improvising a score for the film. And then the actors in the film walked off the screen onto the stage. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, these people created this in 24 hours. hours. Yeah.
1: Exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, in a previous conversation we had, you said on stage, your artists are working through the limitations and the hurdles that society may present them with. Mm-hmm. So, what are some examples of those?
2: Um, I, I've already sort of listed, you know, the uh, monetary uh, yes roadblocks that actor or that uh, performers run into. But I, I'll pass that on to Reg. Reg, what, what kind of uh, what kind of roadblocks do you find uh, as an artist
0: um financially that's probably the number one um also speaking not only to the systemic things that can block an artist but also our own selves mm-hmm. getting out of our own way out of our own heads to put art out there you know to actually press the button to actually share your content. Mm -hmm. Um, The mental roadblocks I think are something that uh, we really have to work through and and work through together.
1: Chris, talk to me a little bit about the set and the costumes and the makeup choices that mm-hmm. may be displayed during the festival.
2: Uh, that will be up to the artists. Um, again, we don't put any sort of um, restrictions or um, uh, we, we uh, on what artists can. Produce so you've got a festival where the ticket prices are low, and um, the time frame on your runtime is is short, and these are being produced by artists. So you, what you're probably not going to see, at least in the in the early years, is grandiose spectacle. You know what I mean? This is going to be probably more lo-fi, uh, self-produced, um, and. Again, you can look at that with a sort of um, looking down your nose at that type of art, or you can understand that that's where art starts and that's mm-hmm. where it comes from. And seeing things in its roughest, yeah. uh, earliest stages is a privilege. Um, it's a
0: privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and it's exciting. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you know, you y- you can expect to see puppetry. You can expect to see um, uh, dance. Um, you can expect to see uh, theater and uh films that are made locally with a local mind and and i I don't want to sell my artists short because you know what you might actually see some some grand spectacle some grand spectacle you know i don't want to sell them short but it's it's true it's like the we're not there are artists in harrisburg that don't need the fringe Mm-hmm. Because they are established. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They know how to make yeah. uh their but they money come of out
0: because they want to showcase their art locally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, and
3: support emerging yes, Or there's a different supportive. field. Like I'm a music director in theater and I have a I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have an avenue for original music that much. Yes. So this offer is that. Yeah.
1: Mm. Reglyn, talk to me a little bit about the different kinds of art that you produce uh so I just want to say I want to start off by
0: saying um, that I am a byproduct directly of the Harrisburg area and the collaborative efforts of the phenomenal teachers and artists coaches and um, and active artists as well that are in the area um, so I I do a little bit of everything because I've had mentors that do a little bit of everything. I've had um, experience in stage direction, in um, stage production, lighting, um, tech, dance, vocal, uh, painting, piano. Uh, So a little bit of everything my parents definitely created an environment that fostered my creativity, and I took it from there, I ran with it, and I stayed in a space always of art. Always, if I was in college, it didn't matter if if I was living in a different city, I always stayed in a space of art.
1: Are there any challenges that you've faced personally that made you the artist that you are today?
0: Oh, where do
2: I start?
1: (laughs) Art is healing.
0: Anything that you have seen me produce, not just as a physical piece, that a tangible piece that you can pick up, but my business, my, my, um, my everyday life, how I smile when I get up, how I, how I, the way that I even walk is Mm -hmm. art. Um, and it's a byproduct of healing. I'm not going to go through the list of hardships because we all have hardships. If you turn on the news today, it's hard. Mm. It's hard. (laughs) So what I really want to talk to are those people that are in that stage of healing and they know that they need to heal. Make art.
1: It'll heal you. Mm. You mentioned healing. I know you have a piece that you would like to perform for us that, that you refer to as a meditation. Yes. Let's hear a little bit of that. Thank you.
0: I am divine, I am intertwined with royalty, royalty, I am divine, I am intertwined with royalty, royalty, I am royal and all I do is
1: divine. We just listened to a meditation by Regalyn Haywood. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. What's the meaning behind that song? Um, This time last year, my family suffered a great
0: hardship, which was losing the matriarch of our family, Madeline Baldwin. And um, she was a music producer herself. And uh, I actually just for the first time, she lived to be a hundred uh, in her, within her hundredth year wow. of life. And I just for the first time this past weekend saw her physically singing on film. And when I wrote this piece, it was in that hour. I got up and I couldn't sleep, and I was so in so much grief. I w- it was heavy on me. And this came and it reminded me, you know, I come from really great people, like great artists, great musicians, and um, I'm divine and, and I'm intertwined, like my DNA is intertwined in that. And when you know who from who you came from, when you know where that legacy starts, when you can physically see it, it makes
1: you want to create even more. Mm-hmm. Nick, I want to hear about the work that you create. Talk to me a little bit about it.
3: Uh, Well, I've been composing music for about 20 years since I went to the Peabody Conservatory in Baltimore. And that, starting at a place like that where you're surrounded by musicians, it's hard not to do what you do. (laughs) It's hard not to create. And moving forward from there it's been increasingly harder to create and to compose music as you leave college you know you need to get a life you need to get a job you need to do all these things that get in the way and so a lot of what i've been doing lately is when asked and given these opportunities is kind of harkening back to that older stuff and kind of harkening back to because the way i compose is take a small idea and see how many things you can do with that and so especially the um for fringe It was sort of an older idea that I had that I updated sort of in a more political vein. And something that I'm preparing possibly for this year for the festival is something that I actually wrote when I was in college and had a premiere. But I think I'm confident in putting it on again because it is still applicable to society and people. It's sort of a a cyclical, um, timeless idea and concept. That I think will will be received as well as it was back then. But basically, what I'm uh, what I'm doing now is working in music still. Thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> but, uh, but it's not always that first thing that I got into, like the composition. So I love having an opportunity to do stuff that's new. You're
1: submitting a 15-minute opera song for the Harrisburg Fringe Festival. Yes. And you talked about uh, just having that piece kind of break down some of those barriers. Can you talk to me a little bit more about how that piece will do that?
3: Yeah, well, without giving, there's uh, maybe a a twist at the end, without giving that away, it's basically about one reconciling their repressed emotions and one dealing with a lot uh, and being kind of stuck in that and not knowing how to get out of that. And so within the course of the 15 minutes, you see a woman kind of meet herself again. And th- through what the hardships she's uh, been dealing with, she ends up not really being able to deal with it. And I think that's a story that we all can bring us together and be like, we're kind of all in this together.
1: Mm. Ridgelen, we just talked about uh, how he's using his work Nick is using mm-hmm. his work to break down societal barriers in your song that you just uh, shared with us just now mm-hmm. how does that break down any societal barriers
0: um, I believe that self-love and um going inward with yourself is actually a very radical thing to do in this day and age. Um to have your own thoughts lead you is radical in this day and age. Um so I think what what barriers and what I'm trying to do and and inter, interfuse my work with is just understanding how to go inward with yourself.
1: Let's take a listen to Nick's song that he composed uh, called Circles. To darkness, out of darkness, makes no difference in the mind. Be Don't worry, find the reason for your birth. End it all with kindness now. Speak your truth to all our kind strength of spirit, shield you. Always. We just listened to a song called Circles, performed by Stacy and Nick Warner. Wow! wow. So tell me a little bit about how people can get information about the Harrisburg Fringe Festival, if interested.
2: Oh, absolutely. Go to hbgfringe.com. Obviously, uh, join us on social media. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we will be producing um, events throughout the year uh, that people can participate in. One thing we will be looking for is a large amount of volunteers that help us make this festival work.
1: It's been a pleasure speaking with all of you today. Thank Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Learn more about today's topics at witf.org slash the spark or make your suggestions for topics to the spark at witf.org. I'm Anaya Falcon. Have yourself a great day.